The wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is officially live in Ohio. Now you can legally bet on all your favorite sports anytime and anywhere right here in Ohio with DraftKings. For a limited time, new customers who sign up with code CONTEST will receive $200 in bonus bets instantly. DraftKings has the best features including same-game parlays, player props, and more with fast and easy payouts right at your fingertips. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers can use code CONTEST to get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CONTEST. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER 21 and over and physically present in Ohio. Valid one offer per first-time depositors who have not already redeemed $200 in free bets via pre-launch offer. Minimum $5 deposit and wager. $200 issued as bonus bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. See dkng.co slash oh for terms. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at chopskicksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum, and welcome back to Stardom Quest, the best weekly stardom podcast anywhere in the world. I am, as always, Alex, and I am joined by Dylan. Hi, Dylan. Hey, Alex. Hey, guys. Um, We're back again this week because we know y'all love listening to me talk. It's it's just it's everybody's favorite thing to do. Um, but no, yeah, we have we have more stardom to talk about because we never we never stop. We never stop. Yeah, we weren't we weren't planning on this, but um, we ended up going like two hours for the for just the GP and the news the other day. We should have expected uh, that, honestly. It was a big show. I see. I don't think we'd have gone two hours if Stardom hadn't had like five press conferences that morning. And Unagi hadn't. Uh, Unagi left. (laughs) Yeah. So. we didn't really expect that. And then the, the, the cards and stuff for this coming week are actually really interesting. So I felt like they deserved to get an actual preview rather than just being thrown in. Because there is some really cool stuff happening. So um, I'm just going to preview the four shows coming up in the next seven days. And then we're going to do a quick Q&A. Uh, we got a few questions from people. so um, It's a bit it less was... quick than I, than I uh, counted, but yes, we, we, we do have a Q&A. Actually, we only have to, we only have to listen to Xavier's questions. They were bad. Uh, yeah, well, some of them were great, actually. The, uh, one of them AGW was good. One. one of them was good. Well, oh, we'll no, see. the AG... Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Um, 
Yeah, I suppose with that, we'll just get on to it. There's no news or anything's happening. Um, the Unagi situation is still kind of up in the air, although... It appears, after translations have come out, that she is 100% going freelance. Like, it's it's not like a... It's not like a time-off thing. It, it appears that she is going freelance. Yeah, the idea that this was some storyline thing, I never really bought, because there's no way in hell Rossi Ogawa would be like really popular idol of mine is going to miss shows for a storyline not happening yeah. right never ever happening so um they might spin it into a storyline when she comes back you know kind of like wwe would if, if sasha and naomi came back where they'd mm-hmm. be like oh yeah we totally planned this the whole time um or, and you know stardom might do that but i do not buy for a second that rossi was like yeah i'm just gonna do this entire story where nagi goes and indie dates and not my shows because why would he do that yeah i don't know i i'm, I'm a mr Unagi, honestly like i'm just i've i've been thinking about it. it's like damn there's like an unagi sized hole in this company now like just in general it's, it's a bit concerning um you don't really notice i mean it's the same thing with like back in the day when there was like our time in every five minutes i mean uh you don't really notice how much somebody is vital to the company, even if it's not like to a large degree. But you just don't really notice until they're straight up gone. Then it's like, damn, this is this is gonna suck. Um, but you know, yeah. I mean, she's not a huge loss to me, but like the the cards for this coming week look very strange, and you can definitely yeah. see where her absence is going to be felt a little bit. Um, I suppose we'll just get right into that. The first show to preview. Is on the uh, 8th of October. This is out in Toyama. Um, this is this is a really small tour. Like they're using a very bare bones crew. There's none of the 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 younger crew. Like there's no Hina, no Hanan, no Rina, no Miyu. Uh, obviously no Nagi now. So kind of a bare bones crew, and that means there's some interesting matches. Uh, I the like opening... the poster they have for it. It looks really interesting. With like each of the teams sep- like spread up. It looks cool. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Yeah, and then there's Unagi right there. <laughs> yeah, there's Unagi. Uh, Tekla is not there because they just assumed she was dead. Um, half of the people on the poster are not at the show, so that's that's where we're at. But yeah, like Fukigen isn't on the show. No. Um, Rina. Um, they Still have Hanan. She is, yeah. So oh, she's she in the opener. Oh, that sounds like a fun match. Yeah, so the opener is Ami Sore versus Raka. Um, this is obviously an Ami Sore win, but yeah. honestly, this if they play into their strengths, this could be a solid enough match. Like, they're both good at standing and trading, especially if they do chops. Yeah, I, I think I think Raka could... It, obviously, it depends on if she cares, um, but she could really like throw this into a second gear and make this a really fun match. And obviously, Ami's really good at that as well, so... Uh, it could either be really bad and they just don't care and they just kind of just go through it and then the match ends. But if they if they give it a little bit of thought, this could be a pretty fun match. What the fuck Definitely. is this next one, though? That's my question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is uh, Siri and Marai versus Julia and Mai Sakurai. Um, is this the token draw? Yes. That, that, is, that is, yeah. There's no oh. other draw. Yeah. Yeah, this is. is definitely going 15. Um, Damn. Yeah. I think they've, they're have they pairing Julia and Siri off in almost every show, 
Um, they are yeah. fully going in on the uh, the prelude stuff already. I mean, yeah, I mean, every, every card that is booked for the next two months has Julia Sherry on it, as far as I'm aware, mm-hmm. except for like tag league shows, which is going to be the only shows that do not have Julia Sherry on it. Um, and the pay per view, I guess, which I don't remember if it has a Julia Sherry match on it. But even, um, I mean, crossover has yeah. a Julia Sherry match on it. Like it's it's pretty clear that this is this is their match. Which this is more build up to like a singles match than Starm usually does. Um, they usually are just like, yeah, the singles match will come, uh, but for right now we're gonna do this. Uh, and so it's it's kind of like not weird but interesting to see them just kind of like full hands on deck, be like, no, this is our match. You're gonna see it previewed over and over and over again, and you're gonna like it. And I think I will. Yeah, I mean, listen, if they they do enough cool shit, then who's to, who's to complain? Um, the yeah. next match on the card is Micah and Himeka versus Koguma and Saya Ida. It's kind of an interesting team. Uh, Ida's definitely taking the fall there. They seem to be heating up Micah and Himeka again because they, they're paired off they're, a bit. If they don't win the tournament, I would be shocked. I'm going to be honest. Uh, or at least like make it to the finals. I think the only team standing in their way is uh, fucking 7-Up, which I don't yeah. really see winning the tournament. You know what I mean? Well, so I don't think they need to go to the finals. Yeah, I mean, Micah and Himeka winning Tag League is something that... Um, I can't remember They've who I was talking to. They've never been in Tag to. League. They've never been in it, but it makes sense given that they did the DDM Angels thing. Um, yeah. And, and Tama not to play defending against Mahime is, is a fairly important I think that's match. the only thing. That's the only thing that like I question about it is that... Uh, Tamu Poi or whatever. I'm not calling them Meltier or whatever. Actually, Meltier is probably easier. So Meltier is not losing the belts uh, to the winner of Tag League. And part of me is like, I feel like my Hime doesn't have much to do except for win the tag belts again mm. and have like a decent reign with it. So them winning Tag League would kind of just like feed them. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know how that would work. But, uh, you know, Tam, Tam likes losing t- title matches after Tag League losing championship matches after tag league so it's possible um but we'll see well if there's one thing we have to respect about tam it's uh she will put people over with every yeah, yeah. fiber of her being so if if the end goal is her and poi putting over my hime i don't think she would ever complain about that um I mean, I could see it. I know Tom and Poi were doing the whole, uh, you know, we want to be huge idol crossover stars or whatever, but I mean, I don't think you could do that nowadays. So um, they could definitely shock them. I think they did, yeah. And Miu Watanabe went on a TV show and it was way cooler. (laughs) Of course. Dude, Miu is great. I love Miu. The next match on the card then is Tam Nakano, Natsupoi, Mina Shirakawa, and Waka Skiyama versus Utami Hashishita, Sai Kamatani, Azumi, and Lady C. Um, so the return of Waka taking them L's. I haven't watched a Waka match in so long because we were skipping undercards. So um, yeah. it's good to see her again, I guess. I know. We, I was having a discussion with my friends about Waka, and like somebody was like, oh, Waka's probably the worst one in the company. I'm just like, none of us know this because none of us have seen a Waka match in like six months. Like, Regardless <laughs> of what you've seen, like, there's just no way that you've seen a Waka match any time recently, um, except for, like, her blackface match. That's the most recent match I could think of. Obviously, she had the New Blood match recently, but, like, really, that's the that's the most recent match that, like, if you asked me about it, I remember that one, and that's not a good thing to remember. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, I mean, Waka's back. I, I think Lady C could probably take it over Waka, um, since she's in tag league. So yeah, yeah, I, I think Lady C probably gets a little bit of a little bit of a rub. Why not? Um, the main event then of the show is Mayu Utani, Hazuki, and Momo Kogo versus Momo Anabe, Starlight Kid, and Saki Kashima. Um, so you'd assume the artist champions win. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, yeah. I was gonna say this match seems like a toss up, but then I realized that Momo Kogo's in it. So. Yeah, I mean, if they wanted to set up the challengers as a, you know, the next team to face the Oedetai trio, then I guess they could win. Um, but I don't, but I don't know. Isn't I don't there really a, isn't there a title challenge this weekend or this yes. week at least? Yes, there is. So yeah, uh-huh. I doubt, I doubt they don't have a win going into that. That's true. Um, speaking of that though, the next show to preview is on uh, the 9th of October. This is in Aichi. Uh, it's in the Nagoya International Conference Center Event Hall. Uh, in the opener, we have Lady C versus Roca. Um, another Roca loss, probably. Uh, this is a bit of a toss-up, but yeah, probably. Um, yeah. Well, maybe. I don't know. I feel like when is Tag League? When does that start? Does it start next month or twenty third? The twenty third of October. Yeah, I think it starts on the Tachikawa show. Then maybe Roca. I think Ruaka and Natsuko are going to do at least not great, obviously, but they're going to get a couple points um, compared to Lady C and My Sakurai. I don't know how many points they get. So maybe they want to heat up Ruaka a little bit. Obviously, that first match against Amisori isn't a win for her, but this one could be. I could see it. All right, fair enough. Um, the next match is Mina Shirakawa versus Saya Ida. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, Mina getting the win. Did Ida beat Mina in the five star um i don't remember i, I, I don't i don't think up, so yeah probably not nothing good happened for Ida in the five star <laughs> no um honestly if she i don't think she won any other matches again except for against uh hazuki and momo um and uh, yeah yeah yeah. so yeah it's just being over unfortunately oh yeah. yes uh the next match on the show Wait, just, just just because <laughs> Is Hazuki and Koguma versus Micah and Himeka. Um This is also going... in the, the five star, <laughs> or not the five star, the tag league. Yeah, uh, I mean this one's going to a draw, so that's it is. Um, let's see what type of draw it is. Is it going to be a Mirai Suzu draw that like makes you excited for the next match, or a like, oh, we'll phone it in until we get there uh, draw, which makes yeah. you be like, oh yeah, cool. Well, it is FWC, so yeah, they 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 rule. To be fair, yeah. So, yeah, this um, could be really good. This might also. Oh no, this isn't. Uh, Mayu Utani and Momo Kogo take on Julia and Mai Sakurai. Um, this match happened like two months ago. Yeah, I'd probably give the win to Mayu and Kogo since they're in tag league. I, yeah, but I don't I mean, know. My, they, Mayu they like... of all people can beat Mai Sakurai. Yes, this is true. Um. Yeah, I mean, I would prefer that personally. <laughs> uh, humble my soccer a little bit, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like Oh My Julia just has like this like weird air to him. They do, but I don't know. I feel like you maybe want to give Mayu and Kogo at least one win as a team. Oh, they're they're gonna get a point or two in the tag league, I'm sure. Well, yeah, but before tag league, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that'd be cool. I, I like yeah. them as a team. 
Um, the next match on the show, then, this is almost unfair. It's uh, Siri, Mariah, and Amisore versus Tam, Nakano, Natsupoi, and Waka Skiyama. So uh, I think we all know who's winning there. Yeah. Waka's getting obliterated. Very much so. Um, and then the main event of the show is the Artists of Stardom Championship match. It's Momoanabe, Starlight Kid, and Saki Kashima defending against Utami Hashishta, Sayaka Matani, and Azami. Um, this is the first time where the Ueda Tai trio is really in danger of losing the belts. Um, but I don't know if they changed them in Nagoya. I think the reason why it feels so prone to happen is because if you look at it, they all, like, Queen's Quest needs to make up for three losses in the five-star, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Azumi lost to Saki, uh, Saya lost to Kid, and Utami lost to, wait, no, she didn't. That's not what happened. Um, Utami Momo did not wrestle in the five-star. Never mind. But I could see Azumi getting it back on Saki, you know, after their 40-second match type of thing, um, and her rolling up Saki. But I could also see Saki rolling up literally anybody on the other team. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, I would say Azumi over Saki and give Queen's Quest the belts. Yeah, well, the thing is, um, I feel like the Queen's Quest team defending against the Neo Stardom Army is almost guaranteed to happen if they yeah. do win. And, I, you know, I don't see anything wrong with that then because Utami is being presented as one of their adversaries. So I would, I could see them putting the belts on Queen's Quest and then doing... They no. could also be interested in putting the belts on Natsuko instead of, like, Saki or Momo or Kid, basically, uh, mm. in the future. Not necessarily, like, anytime soon, but just, like, they could just be like, okay, this is not the Oedo, this is not the Oedotai team we want as champions long-term, so let's get them off them now and in a few months maybe return to it. You, you are ASMRing your fucking mic, bro. It is insane. <laughs> I just took a drink. <laughs> I know. It, like, the gulp was so, like, like just pronounced. It was crazy. All Sorry. Right. Sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess we're both leaning Queen's Quest. Yeah. Um, I think at the end of the day, it's going to be Azumi over Saki or Saki over maybe, like, Utami. I don't see Saki pinning Azumi again. I feel like they wouldn't just simply do that a week later. Um yeah. That she'd probably pin uh Utami since she surprisingly Utami has nothing. <laughs> like Utami Utami has nothing to lose. She is the most like beatable person in this match. Um Yeah. Outside of Saki, of well, course. That's actually another Azu- thing is Azumi's Natsuko, beatable Natsuko but might, not Natsuko might cost them the match. I could see yeah. that as well. That's and... what I mean, is that I think I think Utami's thing with Natsuko Utami just being Utami, I think it's probably an Utami loss. Regardless, like it might have Natsuko to do with it, it might not type of thing. Yeah. Um, but hoping for Azumi. Azumi two belts, let's go. Of course. Um, that's that show. Uh, the next show to preview is um, it's on the 10th of October. So they have a three-day stretch there. Uh, this one is in Hiroshima. In the opener, we have Lady C versus Waka Skiyama. Um, so we all know who's winning there. Um, the next Does match... Waka ever win? Like, oh, yeah. I'm starting to wonder. I'm sure they... You know, Unagi said something really smart, is that uh, don't get your first win until crowds can cheer. And honestly, that is genius. Like, I, I, yeah. would, I hope they do that. 
They should probably hold off until then. Yeah. But with start at Starm's rate, I don't think she's ever getting a win in that case. <laughs> yeah, Maybe like, they do it for that. Um... I know predicting dates is impossible, but maybe they do it for that January 3rd show at the Budokan or something. You know, Yokohama. That Budokan. would make sense. Start I'm off the sure year every... with cheering. I'm pretty sure most companies would be cheering by then. I'm not sure. What You'd hope so, but who knows. But... Um, you know, maybe you start off your year with a cheering show or something. Do that. That would be cool. Um, the next match on the show then is Koguma versus Mai Sakurai. Um... Probably a Koguma roll-up win there. Yeah. Um, again, this happened in the five-star. I just don't remember it. Yeah, I mean, most of Koguma's tournament is kind of like that, sadly. Um, yeah, it's like, oh, she had that, those two good matches at some point, and that was... <laughs> yeah, she really... Uh... Then she had the match against Utami. And that was, yes, yeah. that was cool. Um, the next match on the show, then, uh, this is how you know we're back to house show. Tani, Hazuki, Saeeda, and Momo Kogo... Versus Momotanabe, Starlight Kid, Saki Kashima, and Raka. Um, kind of up in the you air. You guessed it. Stars versus Oedo Tai. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, actually, anymore. Uh, Saki is stronger than she was before the five-star. Yeah. But I also don't know if, like, she's, you know... I mean, how many matches are in the... Well, the thing is... Yes, R- middle of the card. Yeah, like, Rocka is right there, Ida is there, Kogo is there. There's a lot of obvious pin ears yeah. in the match. I think I think anybody over Kogo, probably. Yeah? Yeah. Alright. Um, the next match is a Wonder Stardom Championship prelude battle. It's Utami Hayashishita, Sayakamatani, and Azumi. This is Tam Nakano, Natsupoi, and Mina Shirakawa. Uh, this is probably going to a draw, if I had to guess. It's the most draw match you'll ever see. Um, yeah. Unless, like, Mina beats, like, a Zumi, which I also don't like. Um, maybe a Natsupoi Azumi thing, but Azumi already has a challenger for that belt. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think this just goes to a draw. Yeah. Um, the main event, then, is a World of Stardom Championship prelude. <laughs> it's uh, Shuri, Mirai, and Amisore versus Julia, Micah, and Himeka. Um, another match that we've seen before but it feels very different now <laughs> yes um, you, I don't know I, I guess God's Eye might win I feel like Micah and Himeka are both pinnable I feel like Ami is also pinnable though especially if they want to like, like I could see Julia hitting Ami with a big move and winning yeah yeah. I mean have the, has God's Eye lost a straight trios match yet I feel like they I don't just like were unbeatable so. going into the five star, and then just, like they just forgot about it. You know, what I mean, not forgot about it, but you know, we we forgot that God's Eye is literally unbeatable as a trio at this point in time. Um, the only time they've lost is over the top rope, I believe, and it was in a trio. It was, it was in a three way match. Oh yeah. Um, oh? So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe this could be the day that God's Eye loses a match. Yeah, I mean, it's after the GP, I feel like you can start having Ami lose now. Like yeah, she's I got like that initial push. Yeah. She's going to get the future belt. It's not like she really needs... She doesn't need to be on par with anybody at this exact moment in time, type of thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, she'll, like, she'll be fine. Yeah, so I think 
I think my I think my Hime Julia or I guess just DDM is a better name for them. Yes. <laughs> I think they probably win this or they should win this, but I could also see it go into a draw, which would be thirty, which would suck. Or it could it's a real toss up, honestly. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Um, the next show to preview then is on the twelfth of October. This is next Wednesday. Uh, this is a this is out in Totori. So again, that shows you uh, the level of shows that we're dealing with here. Uh, in the opener, we have Mina Shirakawa versus Lady C. Um, love life, love stardom. Uh, Mina Shirakawa <laughs> winning. You know, uh, we didn't talk about it, but Mina has a catchphrase um, that I love, okay? So she she said this about the Suzu match a few weeks ago. She went, I am going to demolish Suzu Suzuki. With love. Mwah. I was like, that's so cool. I love that, actually. <laughs> I don't know why, but that was like, that killed it. So yeah, uh, that for that reason only, Mina wins. I mean, sure, why not? Um, <laughs> no other reason. Yeah, the next match is an Utami Hayashishita singles match. That is how they're advertising Ooh. this. It's uh, Utami Hayashishita versus Raka. I mean, she has to face Bowser Jr. before she can face Bowser. So yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Um, she's um, gonna she's gonna beat the shit out of Raka. Yeah, I mean, again, I feel like a lot of the, like the like what three out of the four cards has like, oh, is Raka gonna feel like doing stuff today? If she does, these matches could be pretty fun. Um, if yeah. she doesn't, then uh, you know, <laughs> Utami, although better at carrying people than she was a year ago, uh, still not the greatest at it. So this this might be a bit of a of a blub. Of a blub, yeah, blub. I was going with that. A blub. <laughs> All right. Um, a dud. I was gonna say blunder and dud, and I said blub. So yeah. I have no idea how you managed that, but sure. Words. Yeah. Listen. Um, the next match on the show is Micah and Himeka versus Sai Kamatani and Azumi. Um, so great. They match. are giving my Hime some incredible matches. They are like. Actually, insane matches. Um, um, Mahime is winning. I would yes, assume. I mean, it could. Do we have a draw on the show? I could the see next FWC match. Winning. Yeah, I could see FWC winning that though. I don't know. I never know anymore with all my Julia. Is Azumi is Azumi more protectable than so- my Sakurai? That is my question. <laughs> um, I'm concerned about the, the answer to it. Yeah. Um. Because I could see this one going to a draw, and then the next one not going to a draw. But at the same time, I could see the inverse happening as well. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of up in the air. Like, either it's either one of these two going to a draw. Um, and if it doesn't, then the winner is kind of an obvious one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I think... I think draw for this one. That's fair. That's fair. Um, the next match then is uh, Hazuki and Koguma versus Julia and my Sakurai. Uh, I have this as the draw, or FWC just winning. Yeah, FWC over. Even though I could see Micah simply Mishinoku drivering pretty much either of them and just winning. <laughs> yes. Uh, but no, uh, for for FWC, my not my Hemi point. FWC, Julia Sakurai. Uh, words, man. It's it's been what a long. What is week. wrong with you? I don't know. Okay, no, I think FWC wins this. That's fair. Uh, the next match is Julia, Mariah, and Amisore versus Mayu, Tani, Sai, Ida, and Momo Kogo. Uh, that is a God's eye win. Yes, um, but I do want to mention 
that Momokogo and Mayu have a bunch of new pictures together, and they're using them over these four days, and they're very cute. Um, and this one, they're doing the the hand signal thing together, and it's it's wholesome. Yeah, the blonde Mayu graphics are uh, are gone. She's back to the yes. normal hair now. Um, the gray hair, old lady. Yes, Mayu. <laughs> yeah, it does look a bit gray, doesn't it? Um, Main event then, our very predictable main event, it's uh, Wakaskiyama, <laughs> Natsupoi, and Tam versus Momo Anabe, Starlight Kid, and Saki Kashima. So, uh, yeah. I ain't watching this. That's I mean, fair. we don't have to watch any of the show because it's going to be out, like, way late um, than we can record. Yeah, I, d- I, don't, I don't think we'll ever watch any of this, quite honestly, except the Maihime versus uh, Queen's Quest tag. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, that is uh, maybe, maybe the Utami Ruaka match, but that's possibly. just to see if it's good. Yeah, um, but that's that's the upcoming week for Stardom. Uh, there are some interesting matches there, namely the uh, the Artists of Stardom Championship match, but there's also just kind of getting back into that groove after the GP, which had us all um, loving life watching singles matches over and over again. Um, do you have another week of house show stuff before? We get into the uh, first round of the, the women's tournament and the Goddess of Stardom Tag League. But uh, we'll talk about that next week. Um, before... Do they have all the cards announced for Tag League? Um, or do they just have the early ones? Because I saw an early card. Uh, let's I don't know if they have... see. Like, do they have like the final day announced? They might. I don't know when the final day is. I think it's December. In, like, December yeah, December 3rd. Um, let's see. Elf of the third. Um, no, they don't have that announced. It doesn't look like eleventh. Um, oh, they don't have any anything past. Uh, yeah, they don't have they don't have pretty much anything. Announced. Yeah. So. Like nothing in November it appears. Okay. Um, that's a shame. It looks like we're not gonna be able to like do a full preview of the tag league. Um, oh, what was what was me? <laughs> I, I love the tag league. I always wish that Piero yeah. tag leagues mattered more. You know what I mean? Uh, but they don't. So. Tag league is such I a such a downer. Um, Jeff, we have a Q&A to do. Um, otherwise, this episode would be very short. Um, Dylan, you have yeah. the questions. so uh, I do. Did you get asked any questions or no? No, I told everyone to ask you. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I made sure to tag you. Just to just to make sure. Yeah. Um, okay, I actually just got one from Spannerhead. So Spannerhead asks, um, can I get Dylan on the high speed agenda? She's doing sweet fuck all right now, and her and Azumi are Dragon Gate marks, so they could have a really sweet match. I agree. Um, I I think Ida, and it's funny because like high speed is such like a strange, like unique and like uh, nuanced thing. Because it's like, there's no reason that Rina is a better high-speed wrestler than than Hina is. It's just that Hina doesn't like running fast. Um, but Hina could probably have just as good of a high-speed match as he, Rina did. Just because Rina didn't do a high... Like, there's no, there's no thing to qualify what a high-speed match is. So I think Ida... Um, I think Ida, like Mirai, and Himeka all run way faster than you'd expect from, fi- from power wrestlers. So why not just throw them in there? Um, so I, I actually agree. I think Ida should uh, try her hand at a high-speed match, because why not? I mean, Kapat Aozumi's reign, and it could probably be a really good match, actually. 
Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind an Ida high-speed challenge. Um, she obviously works fast, given that she's smaller than most people. Um, and she has flash pins already established, which is kind of a defining point of high-speed wrestling. Um, so yeah, I'm sure I'm sure she could do it. She's a very talented wrestler overall. Like I don't, I doubt there's anything Ida can't do. So um, yeah, sure, why not? You're right. I, you know, not to get too much on like the Ida praise train because we have a lot of questions to get through. But Ida is one of the most versatile wrestlers in the company. Like, and it's it's very it's very noticeable because she's the only person with spoiler um a a alter ego that consistently reoccurs in the company uh just because she can do it right like there there is nobody else with a super strong starlight machine or stardom machine you know like nobody else does that um and i think that is just like one fraction of what ida does in terms of just like her wide array of abilities and you know I, I think she really rules. So yeah, shout to Spanner, big Ida fan for that question. Um, got anything else to say about about our favorite gorilla? Um, no, I just uh, it's very funny that Spanner asked about Ida. It's uh, it's very on brand. Oh yeah, he he asked like ten minutes ago. He's like, I know you guys are recording now, but like, are <laughs> can I get this one in? I was like, yeah, I got you. Um, okay, next question, which is going back to the first questions that we got asked. Uh, Mark Randall asked, "What is the best move in Stardom?" Uh, for me, it's it's Kamatati's chaos theory uh, lead-ups. She does two of them. She does one of them where it's like just a, a like teardrop suplex, and one of them that's the blue thunder, thunder bomb. Um, both of those are probably my favorite moves because every time she hits it, I just like get giddy, and I'm just like, oh, that was so cool. And she does it. She does it in like most of her title matches, and every time I pop for it, I was like, that's so cool. I love that. Um, also underrated one is Tekla's butterfly square and compass. Uh, obviously she's been out for a while, so nobody really remembers it, but I love that, uh, you know, uh, Blade Runner DDT gimmick, right? I've always loved that move. It's a great move. So, yeah. It's going to get very boring if we agree on everything, because uh, that, that Sai Kamatani schoolboy suplex is, is just the best move I've ever seen. It is yeah. it is so good. Yeah. So I, like, if, if it wasn't that, it would probably be like, oh, the Phoenix Splash. Oh, Probably, probably the Firebird. Like she even makes well, a four fifty. I don't know because you'd have the Julia's Northern Lights bomb. Would obviously. I feel like that's like a them. like a gimme almost because it's like it's like yeah the Northern Lights bomb the most the most iconic move in Joshi wrestling history. Who would have thought that's a great move? Um, but I think like the combination of just Sai Kamatani just throwing shit at the wall, uh, and one of that shit being one of the coolest moves you'll ever see is great. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely side commentaries, uh roll through schoolboy thingy. Um, next up, uh, Grimace asked, "Are we ready to make a case for Tam being a top 100 wrestler of all time? If not, who on the Storm roster currently firmly... T- I, I said that wrong. Who on the current Storm roster firmly makes that list? Um, I'm gonna let you go first, actually. Um, hmm, Tam, top 100 all time." All time. Hmm. I don't know. That's a bit of a. That's a very elite tier. Um, I don't know yeah. if I could list a hundred wrestlers better, but like we're we're talking about a lot of of pro wrestling, like AJW, JWP. Yeah. They had a lot, um, and then that's not even including Euro, um, or any of the American wrestlers. So. 
I, I think John Cena is better than Tam Nakano. So I think right, that's, that's. I think I don't know. I don't know. About I think that. I'm I'm a big John Cena guy. Um, no, like I mean that was a bit of a joke, but also a bit not because you know. Um, yeah, I would say probably not for Tam in the top 100. If she did, it would probably be like 80, 90. You know, it would be it would be late into the list. Uh, and and like I was kind of noting at earlier, I think that like her time as like the best babyface underdog in the company uh, with Arisa and a little bit earlier than that. And, you know, like a little bit later than that uh, was probably the closest she would get for me. Um, just because I think that like her having that babyface appeal, that underdog appeal kind of went away when she started cosmic angels. Um, not even just like in a match uh, format type of way. Obviously people know how I feel about her, like in ring stuff in recent years, but I think even just as a character, uh, she lost something when she stopped being that underdog that she was when she was hanging out with Arisa, when she was Mayu's tag partner. You know, like when all that was happening, I think she kind of lost something along the way. If she was that underdog babyface the entire time, which I know some people will argue she has been, um, if I viewed her that way the entire time and I thought she was still the best underdog babyface in the company, she would probably be on it. But as of now, no for me. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I enjoy her a lot more than you, but uh, top 100 all time is, is maybe just uh, too too high of a tier. Um, I think this is, this is another thing we're going to agree on. Um, who are the firmly, who firmly makes the list on the bottom star roster? Mayu. Like the current roster. Mayu. 100%. Mayu and Sherry are the only two. Are the only two that, like, there's no way I can exclude them. Yeah. Um, Sherry further down than Mayu, but Mayu's probably, like, top 15. Like, easy. Oh. Yeah, there's there's an easy case to be made for Mayu going very high, because um, she has years upon years of consistent performance behind her now. Um, I'd say eventually you will talk about Julia in that. Um, she's she's really putting together a portfolio, um, and yeah, Siri is an easy one as well. She's been fantastic for for years now as well. Um, so I'd say those are the. Uh, those are the main ones. Mayu though is definitely like the one. Like you could you could easily make a case for her. Yeah, I mean Mayu's Mayu's the, the gimme. Um I think Utami and Saya, by the time it's all said and done, they will be high up there as well. Um, oh yeah, Saya Kamatani will be like one yeah. of the best ever. I mean because I mean like right now she is the best wrestler in the world, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um so it's like it's easy for me to be like, oh, well, Saya Kamatani. But like in an all-time rating, it's very, very hard to qualify like a year run as being a good wrestler. Um, because if if she wasn't the greatest wrestler in the previous years, and if she doesn't have a good next 10 years of wrestling, and this year is all she has, she's probably not best of all time, right? But if she has anything close to what she's been doing this year and can have a consistency to it over the next few years, she's definitely on there. Um, same with Utami in last year. Uh, I feel like if she can kind of get back to that uh, with all of the things she's kind of learned this year of just like kind of being a bit more chill as a character and just like having a bit more fun with it, if she could add that into her her like big match, like, you know, Okada style of, of wrestler, she could definitely get on the list uh, pretty high up as well. But I don't really feel comfortable saying, yeah, they are the they are on the best wrestlers of all time list because they've been around for like three years. You know, what I mean, it doesn't really work super well. Yeah, yeah, a lot of the roster is very newish, um, so you're you're still waiting for a lot of their careers to play out. 
Um, yeah. And, you know, when you're talking all time, you have people with, you know, 20 year careers worth of work. So. I mean, your, your, your top all time is probably Aja, right? Like, oh, yeah. like if you're comparing wrestlers to Aja, it's very hard to give any of them a case pretty much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, um, listen, she's been great for like 30 years now. <laughs> it is. And she still gets it. Yeah. yeah. She still gets it. And it's like, that's, that's different. Like that's just on our level. So when you're, we're comparing them to that, it's, it's, it kind of puts into perspective, oh, this is a harder list to get on than you necessarily, uh, you know, because 100 wrestlers is a lot. But when you compare it to, like, classic wrestlers that are just gods of this, kind of get it. Um, mm-hmm. Good question. Thank you. Um, next question is from Kenny. Can I get a shout out? I'm you guys' number one fan. That is not true. We are our own number one fans. <laughs> um, we, we, <laughs> we, are, we are incredibly overconfident in our abilities this is not true we actually have very low self-esteem um i do at least i don't know about alex um but yes you can get a shout out shout out to kenny km05 he he is a, a very big fan of ours I've, I've talked to him a few times cool guy yeah i mean listen thank you for enjoying the show uh i'm always amazed when anybody listens to it and enjoys it so thank you yeah, yeah it makes sense when it's like our, our friends who like we we forced to listen to it. um <laughs> And then they just make fun of us. But, like, yeah, it's, it's great to know that people really do appreciate it. So thank you, Kenny. Shout out. Um, next up, we have the Xavi questions. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, did you write any of them down? Because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about why is Dylan a bitch. Um, I, th- it's, I it's think that is I... a very valid question. Okay, then ask the question. Um, Dylan is a bitch because he is American. No, I, I'm a bitch because I got that dog in me and just happens to be a female, okay? There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I got that dog in me. You're, Xavier just doesn't. That's the crazy thing. That's the thing. Like, it's, it's just it's If just anything, different. Xavier has more dog than you do. I'm sorry. I understand that, like, but it doesn't matter. He, he's hardcore. Um, you're just... Do you have any of the other questions that he asked? Um, yeah, he, that he, said, wrestling-related he said, why was Dylan bald? Um, and the answer is Dylan makes very poor decisions because he is mentally ill i what the <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> i didn't know where you go with that one god damn that's true but like no um i've been okay for for full transparency i've been shaving my head since i was little like that's always been like i've always had a buzz cut that was just kind of how i ran with it um most recently i actually shaved my head well not most recently but one year i shaved my head because i was dressing up as luther for halloween um so i like skin shaved it uh, to be bald like Luther, ah, uh, you know, with the with the tongue and shit, um, and then like otherwise recently it was because I was moving with my friend, and I'm answering this I'm answering this truthfully, Xavi. So I hope you like that. Um, I was moving with my friend, and my hair gets uh when I when I like take a shower and I wash my hair, it falls out a lot. Like that's just how it is. Like it's it's kind of part of being like black with hair or biracial with hair at least. Um. It's just, it falls out a lot when I wash it. And I didn't want to clog her drains uh, when I was living there. So I shaved it just because I was like, it's easier. I don't have to take care of it as much, whatever. Um, and then everybody made fun of me for it. And I was like, I was trying to be a good friend, but fuck you guys. So that, that's the actual reason. Uh, thank you, Xavi, for that question as well. <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> I love Xavier. He's great. Yeah. Um. Okay. And then the other one was like something about his underwear and I'm not, we're not speculating. You know, I think I could answer yeah. this. Uh, what color are House of Torture briefs? Because it's true. Oh shit, that's true. That's true. I, I actually was thinking about getting the the Kenta briefs because they actually look kind of bangers. Um, so yeah, probably the House of Torture briefs. Yeah. Good answer. Good answer. We we you get it. 
Um, and then the next one that he asked was uh, the most predictable question you could ever imagine. Who are the most overrated and underrated stardom wrestlers, and who are the most overrated and underrated AJW wrestlers of all time? Did he ask for a top um, five, wasn't it? Yeah, he asked for a top five. I didn't have five for, for, um, for AJW just because, like, I mean, if I wanted to get mean and, like, go in and go in depth and think of, like, oh, well, this person sucked, it's like, yeah, I didn't really feel like doing that. Um, I do have five for uh, for stardom, and they will all get me in trouble. Of course. Um, we do AJW first, then? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so, overrated AJW wrestlers. Um, anybody who knows me knows exactly where I'm going. Uh, Manami yes. Toyota yes. and Kyoko Inoue. To start. Yes. Um, those are my two. Those are my two locks. I I couldn't think of like immediate yeah, ones after that. Yeah. Um, nothing against Toyota. We both enjoy her a lot, but she is she isn't yeah. the greatest wrestler ever. Like I also say. I also think that Kyoko has good matches. Like she has she has good showings for sure. But like in terms of like a you know an overall career, especially with AJW, it just wasn't you know. Yeah, her her peak was very short. Like she didn't she yeah. didn't hit at all after a while um she's a far better tag team wrestler too time. than she ever was the singles um this is kind of a deep cut one yukari omori um she was she, yeah, she was cut. 3wa yeah like she was 3wa champion in the late 80s and she was really over but she was terrible like half of her stuff didn't connect like she was she was really bad because all of her matches were built around her doing a chop her chop almost always didn't hit properly so like what? Well, what's what's the point? Um. Uh, let's see. Um. Can I just say the zaps because the zaps sucked. <laughs> like we're still the worst they, thing ever. It's a shame because I think that they had like excuse me matches that I would watch of theirs like not as zaps but just like uh Watsonabe and and Ito like you would watch their tag matches like the the highlights of them right. And they would be so cool because they would just obliterate people. But then once you like sit down and watch, not even like like they could still be clipped. But if you watch their zap stuff or certain matches from like around that era that weren't the high profile ones, they were pretty ass. Like they were pretty bad. Yeah. Um, they did have some really good stuff though. Um, but yeah, I get that. Um, yeah, I pretty much echo that. It was for me. It was Manami Toyota, Kyoko Noe, uh, the Zaps. Uh, I didn't know the the one from the '80s you mentioned, but this is a this is a hot take. I don't think Mariko Yoshida was that good until Arjun. Um, she had good matches, but like in terms of consistency, she wasn't good until she left AJW. Um, not okay. Good, good is a she was good. Like, don't get me wrong, she was a good wrestler, but I don't think she was like. I don't know. I I watched a lot of her Arjun stuff before I saw her AJW stuff, and I was like. Oh, so she she was definitely one of those wrestlers who got better after she left, you know. Um, though she did have some good stuff, obviously in an AJW. That was that I couldn't think of anybody, so I was just like, I don't know. I think Rinku Shida was a bit was a bit. She wasn't as great as she was in Arjun when she was in AJW. So that was kind of who I got. Um, also, not AJW, but I think Cutie Suzuki's a bit overrated. Um, she's JW. Some people say she's terrible though, so I don't really know. Like some people hate her. She's she's not terrible. She's not terrible at all. I mean, I have a Q Suzuki shirt. You know, I I like her as a wrestler. Yeah. But I I just think she's like like considering that she was the first classic Joshi wrestler that I like heard about, um, or one of them, one of like the first like five. 
she's not on that level. No. Right? Yeah, that's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, fair. she's just not. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like some people, though, really don't like her, so I don't know if she's overrated or can be. That's fair. That's fair. Um, um, how about underrated? Um, I mean, there's some obvious ones, especially in AJW, like Saki Hasegawa is always my go-to because yeah. she was amazing. Uh, Takako, in a way, I think should be looked back on as one of the best of all time, but probably won't be just because her peak came a bit after the, the interpromotional stuff. Um, Mika Mikawa, one of the most interesting wrestlers ever. She just beat the shit out of people and it was amazing. Um, Momoe Nakanishi like... as well. Like She's probably one of the best wrestlers yeah. ever. If she came around 10 years earlier, she would be seen way Toyota is basically I mean she she's yeah she because she did all of, not did all of Toyota's moves in like a copycat way but she did that Toyota style like infinitely better than Toyota ever yeah. did oh um, like just like the chaos uh you know throw yourself at the wall style she did it way better um she's on my list as well yeah. I wouldn't put Kamika Mikawa on the list because I think anybody who knows who she is knows that she fucked right mm. like knows that she was like crazy um but I, I do get that. It's like I, I think that that entire era of wrestlers post, you know, interpromotional after, especially after the um, Exodus. Yeah. They they kind of had a hard time, kind of like getting any type of traction when a lot of them were quite good. It's uh, true. Surprisingly, Nanai not on my list. No. Uh, um, <laughs> but uh, oh yeah, you had more. So. Yeah, my number five. Um, I'm gonna say Jumbo Hori. Um, a, again, a deep cut. Uh, she's from the early 80s, um, but I, I would credit, I I feel like she should be credited with innovating a lot of different stuff. Like, she was a great power wrestler. Who um, I'm pretty sure she was pulling out Gonzo Bombs in, like, 1984. Like, I'm, I'm convinced <laughs> I saw her pull out a Gonzo Bomb. Um, and she did a lot of moves like that as well, different pile driver variants and different power bomb stuff. Um, I, I always found her to be very enjoyable. That's fair. That's fair. It's a good list. Um... You know, I uh, last night I actually watched a single Golden Pair match and watched one of their performances, so the Golden Pair is on mine. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, I, I well, kind of. I don't know. I think Golden Pair was actually. Who was that again? Uh, it was. F- I don't remember their names. I'm gonna be oh, honest. No. I just know they're the Golden Pair. Because no, the thing is, is that I had to find it all in Japanese. Because preface, I was writing uh, like a a thing, and it was about Micah and Hameka. Uh, and them being in the golden generation. And I was going to make a joke about them being the new golden pair since fucking Meltier wants to be the new new pair. Um, and so I was like, I was like, I should probably learn a bit more about the golden pair before I ever make that joke. Um, and so I like watched some of their performances and I watched one of their matches. I had to like translate it all into Japanese to find them. And I watched like one of their matches. Like it was, I didn't really watch it all the way through. But I was like, oh, they were like, they were cool. They're pretty cool. So um, shout out to them. Uh, but no, they are not on my list, actually. So my list is uh, Suzuka Minami. Because I-, I think she, uh, again, great tag wrestler, not so great in singles, but she didn't really get the chance to be a great tag wrestler um, because she just was kind of like the, uh, what, the third best in her class, right? So I, I think Suzuka Minami is up there. Mika Takahashi, uh, I love her. Uh, obviously, Kyoru's original tag partner. I think she, like, had a lot, especially... When the around the time she turned heel and and went to uh, Jungle Jack, I think she was just like she kind of proved that she's like, oh yeah, I am just good. I just do these moves and they're cool, right? Um, so I think she was really cool. Saki Hasegawa, 
I, I mean, I agree with you on that. Uh, and then Momoa Nakanishi, and those were the only ones that I had, was was those. Uh, I guess Takako or Kamika Mikawa yeah. also works. Your list is great, actually. Um, Mika, Mikita, Kahashi, yeah. kind of, uh, I, I kind of forgot about her, but she's she's a definite one. Um, I think both her and Kuga. Uh, yeah, both. yeah. Like, like they were they were kind of like just thrown into uh, Jungle Jack when it was like when that when those faction days were kind of dying they were just kind of thrown and we we talked about this on VTG obviously they kind of got thrown into it when they were, when it was dying at that point but they just like every match I saw of them I was like oh yeah they they did some cool stuff they were fun they were fun to watch and nobody even remembers them uh, especially Mika Takahashi because at least Kuga went on and did a bit more stuff obviously she's still not really remembered very well but Mika Takahashi it's like she. She was big in the late 80s with, uh, what was the Honey Wings? Was that what they were called? Um, her and Kiro? Yeah. She was really big with that, but obviously that was before kind of uh, the world started paying attention to, to Joshi and AJW. So, yeah, Mika Takahashi's a, a big shout-out. Big fan of hers. Yeah, no, pretty pretty strong list. <laughs> oh, and then the, the stardom ones. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, um, shit. Let's start with the overrated. I must say, I like all of these wrestlers. Oh, God. Okay. okay. I like all of them, but in comparison to my viewing of them, people view them a lot higher than I do. Okay, that's usually how overrated goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my list, please don't get mad at me, is Io Shirai, Tam Nakano, Jungle Kiona, Starlight Kid, and Julia. Oh my god, Io! <laughs> they're all great. They're all great Who's wrestlers. On? Like they're all tremendous. How? Io, are you kidding me? Io Shirai is overrated. She is. I mean, I I mean, I, dude, I just didn't she, think she'd be the one to say it. I feel like that is something that I would say. Oh no! Like again, I love Io. I think Io is in the top 100 all time. Like that, she is in my top 100 all time. But when people consider it like, oh, Minami Toyota, Io Shirai, and then everybody else in Joshi Wrestling, that's not how that works. You know what I mean? That's just not. Like neither of them are like that number one of all time, right? That that's how I see it. Because Io is widely considered one of the like, if not the greatest Joshi wrestler to ever lived, uh, besides Minami Toyota, and that's just not correct. Like that that's where I that's where I put the Io. I still think she's great. She's the only reason I have watched an episode of Raw in the past year. Okay. You know, I, like she's great. Like I said, I like all of these wrestlers. Same with Jungle Kiona. I know that me and like I have argued with you that Jungle Kiona is better than like you give her credit for. Um, it's a bit of a, of a spoiler. I don't know if she's on your list, but uh, you know, I, I, I argue with you that jungle Kion is like way better than uh, a lot of people give her credit for. But I do think that there are some people who are like, Oh, the fact that she didn't win the world championship is like ludicrous and the worst thing to ever happened. I was like, no, I think the fact that she didn't win a singles belt ever is kind of fucked, but I get why she didn't win the world championship. That makes sense to me. You know, th- that's kind of where I'm at with jungle. Uh, I think she's great. Same with Julia and Tam. I think they're both really good. If I, I think Julia's great. You know, I, I've obviously am a huge fan of Julia, but it's one of those things where it's like all these wrestlers are really, really good. And I just, but like on Twitter, I'll see everybody say they are like the greatest of all time. I'm just like, I don't know if they're there. Uh, I don't know if they're, if they're at that point, you know, I, I think that's more of it than like, Oh, these wrestlers are not as good as people say they are. It's just, no, they're just not at that level that a lot of people put them at, mm-hmm. in my opinion. That's fair. Yeah. No, I I I, I went into defense that. mode there. I, I like I like that was fight or flight for me. <laughs> I honestly I wasn't judging. I was just really surprised that you, you went with EO 
is honestly. Um, but I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't like, blame you. I get it. Um, my you better. You know, course, what I mean, like, <laughs> like I feel like, like just that is like, like oh, like EO is overrated because my you better, and mm-hmm. everybody considers EO better than my you, and I don't agree with that. You know that that's where it's at. But yeah, sorry. Fair enough. You can... Um, yeah, I mean, I wasn't sure if we were doing like past and present stardom or just present. Yeah, I was doing all time. Um, I would put. I would say Nanai. Um, I don't think her stardom output has ever matched kind of her legacy. Um, hmm. I would say, for me, Act Yasukawa. Um, I don't think as a worker she was anything like what I expected. Um, maybe I'm just missing the point with Act, because she was very cool. Um, but I never really saw this like amazing ring wrestler. Um I would agree with Kiona as well. I'd put Kiona on there. Uh, my thoughts on Kiona were kind of out there enough that he was a very strong tag wrestler. Um, maybe not much more. Um, see, it's kind of difficult after that because I feel like there's not a lot of people who are like really bad that have come through the door. I mean, that's what I mean. Is that it's like none of the wrestlers I name are bad. You know, maybe what I mean? B. Like, I don't know about B. Because I feel like most people hate. I don't her. think B works as overrated. Yeah. yeah, I think I think most people were like, yeah. If anything, she she was more underrated. Than <laughs> yeah. Overrated. Honestly. Because she had a good match in her, um, but I didn't put her on my list because she's not that mm-hmm. good. You know what I mean? Like she had a good match in her though, uh, which I don't think people give her credit for. Is that she could have a good match with a good wrestler? Uh, she just wasn't very common. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's it for me. I can't really think of anybody else. If I had a push, I would maybe say Julia, because I, I feel like sometimes her reputation is, is more than she's capable of. Um, and I say that as a big Julia fan as well. Um, but I yeah. know she has her limitations. And I think she does too. Um, and some people maybe don't recognize that. Um, I feel like annoying you and saying Azami. I might say Azami. So you're just, you're just... I don't know. I feel like people just see her as this like exceptional wrestler, and I'm like, she's really cool at certain stuff. But no. So you're an idiot. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's the crazy thing. You just don't. Actually, it. no. You, you know what? Himeko. Himeko. That that's more valid. Yeah, I, I, I think I think Himeka. I I like Himeko for for like reasons, just because I I think she's cool. But I can see where it's like her outfit does does not. Uh, warrant the reputation she has yeah. necessarily you know I, I can understand that one i don't agree with it but I can well that's that. most of my picks um, really is these people who i think their their reputation or their legacy is kind of more than it should be um because even like nanai and stardom was was cool obviously and she did a lot of good work but you know she wasn't this legendary presence or anything see i i haven't gone back and watched a ton of like old old stardom like i i went back and watched like eo era stardom yeah. i never went back and watched like nanai act outside of like a, occasionally watching uh aikawa matches um like I, I haven't really seen a ton of like the old old era like pre um pre ghastly match or whatever uh i haven't watched a ton of that so i just named all of, like the ones that i know personally because i'm sure if i watched it i would probably be like yeah and i was good uh you know or stuff like that but yeah um honestly underrated Who's in your underrated? Um, Hiromi Mimura is is my go-to. I think she was oh. great. Um, I would go with Yoko Bito. 
Um, See, I think I think underrated is hard because yeah. what defines under because I don't consider either of them underrated. I just consider them like cult favorites, right? Yeah. Like people again, well, someone with uh, Mekawa. It's like anybody who knows who those two are love them, yeah. right? So, but I get what it's you're hard saying. to do an all-time one on like a top five because like there's very few people who I find Joshi Twitter doesn't rate properly, you know, because um, they have enough big fans that will put them over. I I went the Gaijin route for the most part. That is that is pretty smart. Um, I don't know. Let me see if I can round it out. Um, but. Maybe come back to me because I'm uh, I'm a bit stumped. Okay, um, my my number one is Ruaka, because uh, I think, and I've I've had this like argument and discussion with people that like people will go on and on about how she's the worst wrestler in the company. I'm just like that's just factually not true. Miyu Amasaki exists, um, <laughs> as does other wrestlers. That I personally think are not as good as Ruaka on her best day, and I think she's just been bored for the last year. Mm. And people take that as like, oh, she's a bad wrestler because she does not care about losing to Lady C in four minutes. It's like, yeah, would you? Would you care about that? <laughs> would you care? That's my like, I don't know. That that's kind of where I'm at, Ruaka. I think on her best days, she's really cool and she has a lot of potential. And I think people just kind of writ- wrote her off um, because, oh well, she hasn't been doing anything lately, so why should I care? It's like, I think she, I think she has way more potential, even just as like a Natsuko type character than people will give her credit for. Um, next up is Bobby Tyler. I think uh-huh. she, uh, I, I think she wasn't great. Like I never considered her like a great of the company, but she was very fun to watch. I enjoyed her stuff. Uh, there's a reason why I reference her in almost every show because everybody wants to be Bobby Tyler. Um, she fucking created, a move and everybody has done it and everybody says that bobby tyler stole it from them and i'm just like she's been doing that for like six years bro <laughs> like i don't think y'all get it um and also like i mean her tag with hana was always great and was called hana hanan jesus um her, her tag with, with hana was great and i just think she really fit the tcs vibe when it was created like she was like the perfect gaijin for that group um so yeah Bobby Tyler's up there. Martina's also in there. I don't think she's necessarily underrated, but I think, like, she just really, again, like, my 2019 stardom fans coming out, that's, like, she just really delivered in the comedy role, and her and Natsu just, like, worked off each other beautifully, right? Just, like, perfectly. Like, that tag league, like, outside of the final, which was one of B's, B Priestley's best matches of all time, and that's why I remember that, um... If you ask me anything from that tag league that wasn't Tam Nakano and Ariso Shiki, it is Martina and Natsu. Like, that's yeah. it, right? It involves them. I mean, the Sai Sai tag, their best match was Drunken Master Ida when they got Ida drunk, right? Martina and Natsu got her drunk. Mm-hmm. Like, that was their best match. They just had, like, funny matches. Their their thing the year before with Hazuki and uh, Kagetsu, <laughs> when, when, like, uh, you and... Uh, when you, Ushino, and who was it, Natsu were like dancing, and Hazuki just got in there and just beat the shit out of both of them. Like, be serious, motherfucker. Like, like Martina was involved in so many great things uh, during that era, right? Um, and then the, the last two I don't really have great picks for. I mean, uh, all three of the Minami sisters, but again, that's kind of just like people don't pay attention to them yet because they're young. So, like, I can't really blame them for that. Uh, 
Natsuko, I think, has that cult following. Like, it's not like anybody hates her that much, but I think she um, has had a better output than people necessarily give her credit for, uh, just because she was kind of given the death spot of trying to take over Oedo Tai after its two best wrestlers. Um, and, you know, more than that, lo- they lost from Oedo Tai. I think she kind of got stuck uh, in that death spot and she did her best with it. Um, and even like Jungle Jungle Assault Nation Natsuko is really good. So, yeah. Beyond that, you know, there's a bunch of other people. Like you said, Hiromi Miyamura. Uh, Miyamura? Miyamura? Jesus. All right. Um, hmm. I would agree with Bobby Tyler. I'd put her on as well. I was a big fan of hers when she was there. I would put Jamie, but I think everybody yeah, loves everybody Jamie. Loved I think everybody Jamie. got everybody gets Jamie yeah. now, right? They didn't get her necessarily for you know while she was in Stardom or even like in a lot of her AEW run, but I think now everybody gets it, and I've got that since like a, like she was my favorite Gaijin in the company when I first saw uh, Stardom, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, she was always one of mine as well. Um, I would say Kaori Oniyama. I feel like throughout Stardom's yeah. history, she's been so important and basically done anything they've needed her to do really, really well. Um, her versatility is is unbelievable. Um, so I would I would say her. Um, well, wants to say Kagetsu because I don't think a lot of people understand just how important he was to Stardom immediately after EO. Saying that, I that. Post EO, post Kyrie phase could have went so badly if it wasn't for Yuishino and Mayu holding down the fort like they did. Um, I feel like most people will never give him their full respect for that. Um, so I'd almost put Kagetsu on there because I'm really struggling at any other names. No, I mean, that's well, I mean, like, the, the idea of anybody underrating Yuishino is very, angers me greatly. Um, <laughs> so, I didn't even think of it. But yeah, he's he's obviously, I mean, he's my favorite wrestler of all time, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> I think that, that puts enough proof in the pudding for, for him. Um, any any other uh, notes on this underrated, overrated thing before we move on? Um, that was very difficult. I, I hope to never do it again. <laughs> yeah. I, we did it last time as well, except it was like, who's your, your current most underrated? Yeah, I, I think when you're doing oh. one person, it's fine. Um, but trying to find five yeah. is uh, is very difficult. No, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. And then one more from Zavi. It is, who is a forgotten Joshi wrestler um, that people should check out? Um, she's not. I have three for this one. Um, one is, two of them are not forgotten, and one of them's kind of a meme pick. Uh so I'm not answering the question at all, actually. Um, but no, uh, Harley Saito, I feel like we bring her up as much as we can, but it's because she's actively, like, it's hard to find a lot of her stuff, but if you do, you realize she's actively one of the best wrestlers yeah. of all time. And I think for that, people don't give her enough credit, right? Um, people kind of forget her. They leave her out of the conversation a lot. So there's her. Um, Mia Shirai, again, mm. because she's just kind of Io's sister, when in reality, she was, like, really great in her own right. Uh, and I don't think people give her that respect either. Um, and then the third one is Leo Nozaki, because she was born to beat oh, yeah. him, So, obviously. Um, yeah, Harley Saito is mine. Just <laughs> um, yeah. an all-timer babyface. Um, one of the standouts of LLPW. Um, even when it was just the Kandori show. Um, and every time she was in AJW, she... she 
kicked ass whenever she was against them. So um, if you've never watched Harley Saito, watch Harley Saito. She's yeah, she's, she's she's just one of the best that I've ever seen. Um, other... If our if our podcasts weren't called Storm Quest or Victory of the Guts, they would be called the Harley Saito Respect. Hell yeah, that's that is what <laughs> we are. Is we just big Harley Saito. Um, Saito. My my other kind of choice was Ayumi Kurihara. I've been on a big propaganda mm-hmm. run for her lately because um, I, I I came across a match of hers with Miko and it kind of sent me down the rabbit hole. Um, I, I think Kurihara was was amazing and somebody who. Uh, if she had gone to stardom when it initially opened up, I think her career trajectory would have been very different. Um, she did wrestle Aikawa during Aikawa's pre-stardom knee run. Um, yeah. uh, but obviously injuries would have taken her out anyway, but you know maybe she would have been able to build her legacy a bit more had she been in those early days of stardom. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I have not watched a lot of her, but I will check her out on your recommendation. Um, Okay, I'm going to go into a couple more quick ones. Um, Velke, friend of the show, uh, fourth man, if you will, asked two questions. Uh, how much of a lying snake is Utami? Fuck you, she tried mm-hmm. her best. Um, and and the, the more real one is, if Prominence's run is done, like effectively done following the five-star, would you consider it a good or bad story? Um, it's an unfinished story, if that was it. Obviously, Suze is still around, but if like no other member of Prominence ever shows their head in stardom, It'll feel a bit unfinished, but it did what it needed to do for me. Like I, I would be sad if Risa Sarah never showed up again. You know what I mean? Um, I think she has more to do, but at the same time, I get it. I don't think I would qualify as a bad story, but it, it definitely feels unfinished if you know Suzu just shows up every couple months and there's no mention of prominence other than that ever again. I would be like, oh damn, they they probably could have done more. Yeah, yeah. As far as invasions go. It wouldn't be fully fun. Um, I, I feel like this tag league. I really wish that they could have. Yeah, had yeah, that, they would have really made it. Um, I mean, you obviously got the Suzu versus Julia match out of it, but I feel like there was a lot more legs to a prominence invasion of sorts. Um, yeah. especially you could have done a lot more team based matches. Um, so if this is the if that was the end of it, I feel like I would definitely feel like it was a bit undercooked. Um, even though yeah. you know, the GP runs for both of them were very strong, uh, there was definitely a lot more that they could have done in between to to do more with with the faction. Um, I'm not sure that's the end of it. I I don't see why Dominance wouldn't keep taking Stardom bookings if if Rossi is interested. So yeah, I mean they could they could be like the stars of Showcase uh, since the NSA doesn't feel very showcasey. Um I feel like Prominence is like the perfect crew to have like those hardcore matches every couple months. Um at least, right? Obviously I would love it if they did more, but at least that I think that would be cool. Um so yeah, not good, not bad, just kind of unfinished if that's completely the end, but I enjoyed it. Like I enjoyed what it was, so you know, take that as you will. Um next up, Nonessentialix, good name, asked, what is the best new gear? Um he didn't say in what company, so I immediately went to Takumi's new gear. Um, I don't know why, but it just feels like she's going to kill everybody, and she's just like it feels, it feels like that Chigusa gear that like when she just started beating everybody in Gaia, right? I don't know why they're completely different gears, but it just has that vibe to it. So Takumi's new gear is great. Um, I also like Hanan's new gear. Um, I couldn't really think of many, 
I'm not a big fan of Azumis yet. I don't know how I feel about it. I liked the Azumis. We'll, we'll I thought it was very good. Um, I think it, it looks interesting, but I also don't know how to feel about it yet. That's it feels fair. Very, it's, it's not thrown, like it's purposefully thrown together, right? It's all of her old gear put together onto a new piece of gear. So it's like very all over the place. And that's the purpose. So I don't know how to feel about it yet, but it looks cool. But I wouldn't say it's like one of my new favorite gears, right? Yeah. Um, so. The orange Koguma gear is is so great <laughs> yeah, for for that. so many reasons i i feel like that is that is amazing um and yeah takumi's that she debuted there is is another great one it it it, do, it does remind me a lot of uh gaio's fuck around and find out gaia gear yeah um i thought at first it was the exact same um but it's only some of the colors that are different it is still very similar layout um yeah, yeah. it does it does look pretty cool no, when I first saw that, I was like, "Oh, she's gonna beat everybody!" Oh fuck! Yeah, she's and now she has two belts. So <laughs> yeah, she she has all of the possible belts in the company. So <laughs> that's where we're at. Um, shout out to Kumi, even though she took away Itsuki's belt, and I'm very upset about it. Yeah, Aoki's my my girl. That's fair. Um, but okay. Uh, yeah, good question. I actually like talking about gear. Um, I have an entire unreleased article about Yoshino's gear wow. over the years. Um, it's it. I just. I'm a big gear guy personally, but I don't, I don't have a lot of new favorite gears right now. Um, people need to come out with like with cool killer ones, uh, but you know. Uh, next up, Christopher Mora asked, "How successful do you think the new 26-person field was, and would you increase it, decrease it, or keep it the same next year?" More blocks. I think more blocks. I think I I liked that they were able to get more people in yeah. right I, I even though i'm not a big my sakurai fan i enjoyed the fact that she was able to sink or swim in the tournament i really liked momokoko's tournament you know and i don't think those types of people would have been able to be in the tournament had it been a 20 person field mm. obviously prominence wouldn't have been able to be in you know saki didn't have the greatest tournament she wouldn't have been able to be in at all right um so i like more than 20 people i think it allows for a bit more room but i would change it up and make it you know I don't know what, 24 people, six person blocks. Is that three times four or three times six? Yeah. Um, yeah, like three six person blocks, 24 people. I think that's like where, where I'd put it, right? Um, just because I think that stops it from getting old. You know, like not everybody is facing everybody because two blocks with 13 people is a lot of matches that you'll see over and over yeah. again, right? Like, like it's hard to find like a different match in some of these people's these people's uh, tournaments. Um, even though they were good, it's just like it gets repetitive. So I think you know less people in a block, but the same amount of people works, right? I mean, not the same amount of people, but still keeping up that big number, right? That twenty four, yeah. twenty six around. I would be cool with that, but I would prefer uh, like three blocks, not not like the the G one style, because I feel like that kind of made it hard to follow because there was like six blocks. And I was like, that's not why. Um, but I think like three blocks, you know, six people in them or uh, however many they want to put in it. I, I think that works. Am I being dumb? No, three blocks, six people is 18. I'm an idiot. Uh, six blocks, four people. Or, fuck. Man. What are you talking about? I'm just saying numbers at this point. Four blocks, six people each, 24. Yes. Yeah. Um, I used to be in, I used to be in accelerated math, you know. I, I was a good I was good at math, right. but I guess I'm just not anymore. Uh, maybe not. Um, yeah, the 26 people, I didn't mind. Uh, I feel like once the talent is there, go for it, you know? 
Um, like if next year you have two or three retirements and you can't get the prominence crew and you're not sure Miyu Amasaki is ready, and yeah, decrease the number. But if you can get just as many talented wrestlers in next year, then keep it up, you know? Um, maybe do spread the blocks a bit more and do four blocks, but if how they pace the tournament, I feel like four blocks would be absolute chaos um, as far as keeping yeah. up with the standings. Um, it was also very long. Like, it was 158 yeah. matches, right? So... I was fine with that, but I don't know if, if next year me will be fine with that is what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so any way to kind of like keep the amount of people, but kind of make less matches, you know, necessary. I think that's kind of where I'm at with it. But yeah, sorry for interrupting. That's fair. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't mind it so long as the talent is there. I, I don't see any reason to decrease yeah. it. Um, and, but yeah, maybe change up the block structure. Um, and if you do keep increasing it, then maybe shorten the time limit again. I don't really know, because uh, you're going to have a lot more short matches to fit everything in. So I don't know how they, how they would work that. But yeah, the 26 people, two blocks, I thought it worked well. Yeah, I mean, it worked. Like, it, it definitely, it wasn't, like, unbearable. Like, I'll give it that. But it, it definitely was a lot of matches, right? You know, uh, certain matches will have done better if it wasn't their 11th match in the tournament type of thing um but you know that that's a me critique i can see it going either way i don't really mind the format but i would probably do it slightly differently um though keeping around the same amount of people if they have the talent like you said um yeah okay kiss by inertia Ask, we have three more questions left, by the way. Um, how do you define a great faction, and which do you think meets that criteria on the Stardom roster currently? Um, stars. That's that's my answer. Um, but yeah, what do you think defines a great faction? Uh, a great faction is one that can be interesting, no matter what. That kind of is entertaining. Um, kind of like the the best example is obviously Awaito Tai. You know, in the Yuishino uh, days, where no matter what they were doing, uh, they were pushed or not, yeah. they were always kind of grabbing your attention. Um, they stood out as well. Um, and I don't think any current faction in Stardom does that, really. I feel like none of them really stand out, except maybe Cosmic Angels. I feel like they, the sheer will of the people involved, are almost always doing something they're pushed or not yeah um because i feel like a lot of the other factions are just interchangeable now and the people in them are just kind of there to tag with each other um whereas i feel like cosmic angels have an actual identity to them um and and they're always kind of up to something so i would i would say a great faction is just one that can always be interesting and kind of attention grabbing um and yeah, the closest uh, to that in modern stardom is, is Cosmic Angels. Yeah, I get that. I I personally, like, that is true. And that is why uh, that era of Oedotai, I, I remember mentioning it, that was like, oh, when Andras just came in and now was still, you know, uh, still the manager and Kagetsu had the red belt and Hazuki had the high speed belt and they were just doing bits and just doing dope stuff. Uh, that was like one of my favorite eras of a 
of a faction of all time, right? But even after that, you know, Yoshino lost the belt. You know, he lost it to B. Um, now retired. Andras got, you know, I don't know, that, that weird thing with Andras happened. Uh, Natsuko came in, and they weren't really doing much. You know, they were very much just the the group that wasn't Tokyo Cyber Squad, right? That was what they were at that point. And yet they were still, if not the most interesting faction, the second most interesting faction to Tokyo Cyber Squad at all times. Like, they would, they were consistent with it, you know? And I agree, no, nobody really does that in this day and age uh, in terms of the factions. Um, as, you know, we, we make jokes about, it, but it's like DDM and Godzai might as well be the same faction because there's no, there's nothing dividing them except for Shuri uh, thinking, you know, that she's better than her ex-tag partners. That's it. Like, it's the only separation between the two of them. Obviously, Inaba being in it now kind of makes it a bit more of a, you know, more gritty and, like, uh, technical faction. But still, like, it's it's the same thing. Um, I I pick stars just because they are they feel the most like a well oiled machine and I I can see where you're going with with Cosmic Angels as well um, that they feel like they identify with Cosmic Angels more than any other group feels like they identify naturally right like like Mina wouldn't work and I said this Mina wouldn't really work outside of Cosmic Angels right she it just she feels like a Cosmic Angel same with Tam Nakano. Same with formerly Unagi. Same with the Colors crew. Uh, Waka and uh, Waka and Natsupoi could work outside of Cosmic Angels, as we've seen with Natsupoi and DDM. But I think as a vibe, they all fit it better than any other group necessarily fully fits the vibe. Um, the issue with Queen's Quest is that it's like the top three work, right? They have history together. They kind of like, they make a vibe. Uh, they all naturally came about in Queen's Quest, right? It, it, none of it was like, oh, like, we need to get you out of this group so you're just going to happen to be in Queen's Quest. Um, that that never happened with the top three. But it did happen with the other three. You know what I mean? Like, it, it just kind of, they showed up one day. So that kind of takes away from it. Um, and then Stars, I just think uh, everybody works what they're supposed to be doing at the best, right? Mm. Everybody fits their position the best out of any group. So in that aspect of it, I think Stars is the best. But with the vibe thing and like just being able to be entertaining at all times, regardless of the push or regardless of, you know, what's going on around them, just remaining that cool, interesting faction. I don't know if anybody has that right now, you know, as a full faction, at least. Cause like I said, Azumi, Saya and Utami as a trio are great. You know, I, I love them and I think they have this really cool vibe, but Lady C is usually in there and she's a bit out of place, even though I think she works well with them. She's out of place. Miyu Amasaki is, around sometimes and she's you know and Hina I think also works well with them but it just kind of doesn't they just don't have anything to do yeah. and they don't have they can't make it on their own which is you know not like factions back in the day uh, not to be an old head but you know yeah. um yeah I think that's all for that question thank you kiss by inertia um last two questions were both asked by Chris L um Hell yeah he asked first of all how did you get into stardom do you want to say it first? Do you want to say yours first? Um, yeah. Um, so I don't know how like detailed to get, but um, as detailed as yeah. You want. So I was was after the G one one year um, when New Japan was in its lull, and I had stopped watching Progress at some point. So I was kind of like, I I need to watch some more wrestling. Um, so I decided to give Stardom a try. I watched 
Momo Atanabe versus Kagetsu, the match that went to a double KO. And it was uh, it was seeing Kagetsu because he came out with the you know the the full big match get up and that god tier that god tier entrance team. And from there, I was like, I will watch Stardom just to hear that song. That was it. I was like, I will watch this company because I want to hear that song. Um, Sucks to be you because he only used it like two times a year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I just thought he was the coolest wrestler I had seen in forever. So I was like, hell yeah, I got to watch more Kagetsu. Um, so yeah, that that was how it, it, it got me. Um, was I, I needed another wrestling promotion to watch. And uh, I just happened to watch the best possible match. Um, for me, it was the other side of a similar story. Um, I, I had seen stardom stuff on like TDE, uh, Total Diva episodes, you know, the, the GIF, uh, Twitter page. I'd seen some of it. And at that time I was a fan of Will Ospreay. So I knew who B Priestley was. Um, but other than that, I didn't really watch much of it. Um, I didn't really care that much. And, uh, then on a, on a select ring of honor show, uh, I saw Hana Kimura and 15 year old me was instantly in love with her. Like, I was crushing hard. <laughs> my, my little 15-year-old self was like, she's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. Oh, my God. And so I was like, what company does she work for? And I, I went and I, you know, checked out Oedotai, right? And through that, I found out about Chris Wolf, who Chris Wolf also became one of my favorites. And obviously, I, I found out about Kagetsu. And I was like, oh, he's like, he's he's world champion right now. That's dope. Um, And then... I like I started watching clips of like Hanakamura on YouTube and stuff. I have I have like saved on my Snapchat uh like videos of there was a video of her um them doing a pre match promo and Hana just screaming at the end of it and walking away and Kagetsu and Natsu were like, What the fuck just happened? Oh okay. And like I have a video of that. I was like I was like, This is my favorite person I've ever seen um on my Snapchat, right? And then around that time the five star was starting. So and I, I knew a lot of the indie women that were on. I knew Kimberly, who isn't very good. Um, but I knew Kimberly. I knew a bit about Nicole Savoy. So I was like, oh, well, I know. I, and I knew B Priestley. Um, so I was like, oh, well, I know these people. I can I can just get into it watching this. And I started watching Kimberly versus Kagetsu. Terrible match. Um, and I was like, huh, maybe I should watch, like, I don't know, like, Konami versus Kagetsu. Maybe that's better. And it became one of my favorite matches of all time. Um so from there i was hooked right um this is also during a really rough time in my life um like my grandma just died so like i really needed like a distraction and i bought stardom world with like my own money and i just went crazy i just watched it nonstop every single day i would wait for hina and rena to be uploaded hina versus rena like their matches i would wait for anything like just like an, a crumb of stardom to watch and every day i was delighted right so yeah that that's how it happened for me 15 year old me fell in love with hanakamura and then it the company just really uh meant a lot for, for me after that so yeah thanks for the question and then the last question of the day is uh also by chris l what match would you show someone new to stardom to display just how great it can be um i have two and they're the same match it is uh talsai versus natsupoi if you want to show them a 20-minute match, show them the title match. If you want to show them a 10-minute match, show them the tournament match. 
They're both good. If you have more time, show them the title match. If you don't, then show them the tournament match. I think they kind of just fit the vibe of like, like the moves of stardom, right? Like if somebody doesn't grasp the stories of stardom yet, then you kind of have to be able to let them grasp like the, the vibes, right. And the moves and just like the match quality. So I think that match is like a perfect um, entry point. If, especially if they're less of like a, a, you know, story type of person, um, that's the perfect match to kind of get them in. All right. Um, yeah, I think it's kind of difficult because the, there's so much variety in stardom. Uh, yeah. You could pick any number of matches almost. Um, I would probably lean towards um, one option being Azumi versus Kid, the match that got a lot of praise earlier this year. Um, I would say Utami versus Shuri is another one, kind of as evidence of the big match style. Um, or Julia versus Tam. I think those would be the main ones. So yeah, I, I was thinking like an Azumi match uh, as well, but I've noticed that some people like get very mad. Um, so it de- again, it depends on who you're who you're showing it to. But like, because like one of my favorite matches of the year was Azumi Maceruga, right? Because mm-hmm. um, I was like, oh, this was like this is just like a fun match that like I can go back to and watch again and just enjoy it. And it's like you know. That that's just what I like. It was like you know, ten minutes, not even. Uh, but a lot of people didn't like that because oh, the spots were too cute, or like they were like that's not real wrestling. I'm just like uh, fuck you. Um, so it depends on who, because like I think a high speed match is probably a great idea as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that kid versus Azumi match is a good shout. Even the Azumi Koguma Natsupoi three way match, uh, from March yeah. I think it was. Good shout. Uh, I, I think I think just those types of matches that are just like ha- fast paced, fun to watch. You don't really have to get a lot. They kind of just like give it to you, um, and you you'll understand it uh, pretty easily first watch, right? Mm-hmm. Um, again, if it's somebody who's like more in de- depth with the, uh, if it's somebody that can grasp a story with you just being like, okay, wrestled five times, uh, they're a tag team, blah blah blah, whatever, there. And they get it, and then they watch it, and it's like, I understood that, and I enjoyed it, and it was great. Then, yeah, like, uh, a lot of the stuff from the five-star would probably work, you know. Um, Mayu versus Kid would, would probably be up there as well for me. So, yeah. A few different options, uh, kind of depending on who it is you're recommending it to, but... Uh... It's, it's also an interesting thing, because, like, you can't necessarily recommend, like, an outlier, right? So, like, Hameka versus Micah, which obviously, you know, I've been raving about all week, um not really a great match to recommend to somebody who like wants to get a gist of stardom because yeah. it's just them hitting each other over and over again like that's not a stardom match that's just them that's just them hitting each other it's great and i love it because i know who they are and i enjoy that they uh kind of win all out with that type of way but somebody new watching it would be like what oh that was oh you know it, it's not that, that's not like a recommend first time match type of thing so it's a, it's an interesting question. It's it's a fun question to ponder about. Um, but I think that's all the questions we got. Um, I know Scott asked if he likes if you or if you like when I go on long tirades about things. Um, I don't care. I I don't care. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't love it, but um, here we are. Yeah. You love me. Be honest. Come on. Well, w- listen. 
Um, I think that's all, though, is it? Yeah. All right. Um, I believe so. Oh, I didn't miss any questions. I mean, somebody somebody did ask about the Hameka power wrestler thing, but I know that you didn't like that I went into detail about that last time. So, I mean, um, yeah, I was. I mean, I just thought it was a strange thing for you to to do. Um, was like, I don't think she has confidence in her power. I'm doing a psychoanalysis. I I think that. I think that came you have out since wrong. clarified what you meant, but it was yeah, still one of the more strange things I've ever tried to say. That covers a lot of ground. Um, but <laughs> I do say some do you have to f- wrap up because uh, somehow? Yeah, I don't know if you guys noticed. Alex is dying. Yes. Um, this entire episode, he's just been dying. Like this is just what's happening. Like, uh, we we've somehow went ninety minutes. I was like, this would be a cool, tidy hour. I'll get to lie down. It'll be fine. We are 19 minutes later. Um, I know. I was supposed to go out to, to lunch with my mom. Like, oh, my God. Ago. Dylan. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, that's fine. She's upset. Right, we're going gonna, we're gonna to close the show. Um, if you want to stand, you may yeah. stand. If you want to sit, you may sit. Believe today, shine tomorrow. You decide what you believe in. Joe. Joe. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Is inflation taking a bite out of your grocery budget? Andrews Federal Credit Union is here to help. Introducing our Inflation Buster Share Certificate with 5% APY for seven months now through December 14th. Bring your money to Andrews Federal Credit Union today. The Inflation Buster account must be open with new money. Andrews Federal Credit Union membership is not just for the military. We also serve the community. Visit andrewsfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must have a $1,000 minimum balance to earn advertised APY.